Hi, my name is Anthony DeSimone, and this is the Yen Podcast, and you're listening to Entrepreneur's Island, which is that island that many entrepreneurs and small business owners place themselves on because they're convinced their problems are unique and no one can help. This podcast is all about sharing those problems, those very common problems, and offering solutions. Today, I'm going to share with you two topics. First, I'm going to give you the secret formula that the most successful people, leaders, and entrepreneurs followed to gain their success. It's very easy to learn, and I will include an acronym, FAIL, to help you remember. The second topic is an update on Deborah from Episode 1. If you recall, she's stuck on the island. She's stuck on Entrepreneur's Island. And since we will be talking about failures, I want to explain the mess I created by sharing that story. A few years ago, as we were getting started with one of my mentor meetings, my mentor looked at me from the other side of his desk and said, Tony, I want to start this meeting with something inspirational. And I said, great. As I sat there, waited, waiting with bated breath for something amazing and inspirational to come at me. And he leaned forward in his chair and and looked at me directly in the eyes and said, Tony, you are a failure. You are a complete and total failure. Then he leaned back in his chair and said with a big grin on his face, Are you feeling inspired now? Now, considering that I saw the big grin, I figured, you know what, I'll play along here. And said something like, the only thing I'm feeling right now is that my mentor has finally decided to just totally mail it in. And I need to get a new mentor because I'm not feeling even remotely inspired. And then he said, well, you should be inspired. Because the most successful people fail the most. And that was the part that he was serious about. And he said it again. The most successful people fail the most. Let me give you some examples. Steve Jobs, back in the 80s, brought Apple Computer to its knees. Very close to bankruptcy. And ultimately in 1985, he was fired from Apple. Steve Jobs was a failure. Thomas Edison unsuccessfully attempted to create the light bulb thousands of times. The guy was a total failure. Albert Einstein didn't speak until he was four years old, couldn't read until he was seven. Later on in life, he was rejected by the college he wanted to get into. Albert Einstein was a total failure. Henry Ford went bankrupt five times. If that doesn't say failure, I don't know what does. Michael Jordan was cut from his high school basketball team. He was a failure. Walt Disney, when he was a reporter for a local newspaper, was fired by the editor for lacking imagination and poor storytelling. The guy's a failure. Oprah Winfrey was fired from the evening news and later on was demoted from a co-anchor job to morning reporter because she was considered unfit for TV, because she was a failure. And J.K. Rawlings was on welfare, lived on welfare for years, and was rejected 12 times from publishers for Harry Potter. Another failure. And I could go on and on. 
Just imagine if any of these people stopped short, you know, gave up after failing. How much less would we have as a society? Some of these people were so impactful, had they decided to quit after their failure, it most likely would have affected the course of history. But as successful as all these people are, or were, there was, there was or is nothing superhuman about any of them. The reason for their success was because they learned and followed a simple two-part formula. The first part was they embraced failure and saw it as a learning opportunity and a stepping stone. They took chances. They went beyond their comfort zone, knowing that the first time, the second time, maybe even the third time, they might fail and at times fail miserably. But they realized that that's the only way to learn and grow. Fail, get up, dust yourself off, and do it again. And the good news, really the great news for you and me, this habit of failing and getting back up didn't come natural to any of them. Every one of them mastered this habit only after they embraced the second part of the formula, which was working with a mentor. Their mentor kept them accountable and helped them through their failures. Every one of them. Every one of them. In fact, every one of them gave a considerable amount of credit for their success to their mentors. That's it. That's the formula. Believe it or not, these very famous people aren't that much different than me and you. They just figured out and utilized the formula. Work hard. Take calculated risks. At times, fail. Learn from it. Accept it. And with help of a mentor, keep the progress. Grow, learn, succeed. There's no magic to it. This is a formula that I see all the time with many of the successful entrepreneurs, small business owners, and leaders that I have been fortunate enough to know and work with. So what is the primary reason why having a mentor can help a person create the habit of going beyond their comfort zone and accepting failure? The answer is a mentor helps you overcome fear. Fear of failure, and believe me, that's a very powerful fear. Let's just use this podcast as an example. For a rather long time, about a year or so, I wanted to create a podcast, but fear held me back. I finally decided to discuss this goal with one of my mentors because I could not seem to accomplish this on my own. So my mentor understood my fear and proceeded to take me through an exercise to help me with this fear. First, he asked, what is it that you're afraid of? What is it that you're afraid of? And, and the funny thing is I, I, never, I never zoomed in. I never really thought about it and looked into really what was my fear. So when he forced me to do it, I realized that my fear was associated with what I thought people may think about me if the podcast was just plain awful, or if I decided it was too much and quit doing it after a couple of episodes. Okay, my mentor said. Now let's zoom in closer to these 
and he used his fingers for air quotes, people that you have in mind. And tell me, how many of these, and he did it again, air quotes, people are we talking about? I was already struggling with that request because I really didn't know. I I just didn't know. He insisted, give me a number. Give me a number. I said, I said, I think nine. He then asked me to zoom in further and said, okay, now focus on these nine people. And one at a time, tell me who these people are that you're afraid of that are going to make fun of you for failing. Tell me who they are. What's their names? I quickly realized that these people were actually nameless and faceless. There was literally no one that I knew who would criticize or make fun of me if I failed. Before we finished the exercise, he said, The truth is, Tony, the only person holding you back is you. I sat back and thought about it and thought, man, he's right. I was my greatest critic. I was my greatest enemy. That's why the most successful people, entrepreneurs, business owners, leaders, managers, have mentors. They are no different than me and you. The only difference is that they have already learned the lesson that they are their own worst enemy and their best friend is their mentor. Their mentor keeps them accountable on their goals and is the first to give you support to offer their hand, help you up, dust you off when you fail. All of a sudden, failure isn't so scary when you have other trusted people along for the ride. I'm no longer on an island by myself, and failure doesn't seem nearly as scary when you have somebody behind you helping you out. So let me ask you this. Do you have a mentor? Do you have someone that can help you grow beyond your current limits? Do you have goals that for one reason or another you have failed to accomplish? Are you stuck in neutral, doing the exact same thing again and again every day? Are you afraid to fail because of those same nameless faceless people that are that were holding me back do you want to be better than you are today if so find a mentor now there are people out there that do that type of stuff for a living and they get paid for it but i suggest you try a, a cheaper route you give it a try first So this is what I suggest you do. Think of one goal you want to complete, something that you've been hanging on to. And now think of someone in your life you have worked with maybe or associated with, uh, possibly even a family member that you have always looked up to because of some quality or qualities that you really appreciated about them. Someone you feel can be who can be trusted and has the capability of keeping you accountable then contact them 
and ask them if you could meet them over coffee or lunch or something like that. During that meeting, tell them, be completely honest, how much you looked up to them for the qualities that made you choose the mentor in the first place and share your goal with them. Explain to them how you, can, you can't seem to complete it on your own and share that fear that you have that's holding you back. Then ask them if they could be your mentor to help you stay accountable and to give you advice and to be that person when you fall, to be that person there to help you up. Tell them you understand their time is valuable so you will set your goal properly. You will create the action items for the goal and all you want from them is to play the role of accountability officer as well as to offer advice, support. Usually, when somebody does this, the person that you ask is so flattered that they immediately say yes. But if they say no for any reason, guess what? You just experienced your first failure towards success. Congratulations. And all you have to do is think about another person that could be your mentor and go through that process again. And you will find somebody that says yes. So begin following the formula for success by using the acronym FAIL. F. Find a mentor. A. Ask for their help with a goal that you haven't been able to complete by yourself. I. Initiate the goal with your mentor's oversight. And L, learn from your failures. And with the help of your mentor, get back up and do it again. Because the most successful people fail the most. Okay, speaking of failure, I would like to share one of my more recent failures. It's related to the story about Deborah in episode one. As you may already know, as part of this podcast, I plan on sharing real stories about entrepreneurs who are stuck on Entrepreneur's Island, which I have defined as that remote island that many entrepreneurs and business owners put themselves on when they have problems because they're convinced that their problem is unique and no one out there can help. They don't share the problem, so they feel alone, stranded on an island. Until I start getting problems from the listeners, this is only episode four, so I'm still building my base, I decided to use a real problem from a client that I'm currently working with. And instead of asking that client if I could use their problem, I decided to change the names and the story a bit with the idea of keeping the nature of the problem real, but making the rest sound like it could be anyone. 
So if you recall the story, and feel free to go back to episode one to listen to it, but to summarize, Deborah was having serious problems with her two kids. She felt she was enabling the kids and stunting their growth by letting them work there, and also felt the kids were taking advantage of the situation in different ways. Deborah is on Entrepreneur's Island and needs to get off, so I offered it on the podcast to hopefully get advice from listeners who have dealt with similar family situations. Well, almost immediately after the release of the episode, one of Deborah's kids listened to the podcast, knew exactly who I was talking about, and became very angry at Deborah. And Deborah was obviously very unhappy with me. I failed big time. I failed. I really thought by changing the names in the situation, I would be fine. And the whole purpose was to offer new solutions to a problem that's existed for a very long time and become worse over the years for Deborah. I apologized many times and promised to never offer any story without the approval of the party involved. And I will make sure that I will follow that up with allowing them to listen to it before I release it, just to make sure. That's the new podcast rule. So that's uh, one of my learnings from that. But an interesting thing happened after that. The child who did hear the podcast and was angry about it is now more focused and engaged with a clear goal to becoming an expert in the company. And Deborah is more involved with her company than I've ever seen since we began to work together almost 18 months ago. What I think happened was when Deborah heard her story on the podcast and then had to deal with her child, it forced some very uncomfortable but overdue and necessary communication and action to occur. I offered to take down the story, but Deborah told me that I didn't have to. So perhaps there is a boat on its way to Entrepreneur's Island for Deborah. And with Deborah's permission, I hope to share the progress in future episodes. Thanks again for listening. I just want you to know that this podcast is now, I'm proud to say, on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Yen Podcast and add it to your favorites list, and you'll be the first to know when a new episode for my bi-monthly podcast is released. Have a great day.